Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So we want to, again, introduce our special guest on this podcast and welcome back, assistant coach of the Carlton Place Canadians, Sebastian LaMarche. Welcome back, Sebastian. Hey, fellas. Uh, thanks for having me again. Well, thanks for jumping on again. Yeah, I think uh, I'd have to say, you know, things have been getting kind of crazy and Ontario's on a pretty big lockdown right now. So that kind of gives you a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Yeah, there's been uh, no practice. I mean, I've just been putting together little practice plans and whatnot for, you know, hopefully when we get back together. But other than that, it's been... Uh, been quiet. Yeah, and I, I see lockdowns are happening slowly, but surely Scotland announced a lockdown, and then I think the whole United Kingdom has announced a lockdown, so lockdowns are happening. But Well, on the positive news on that, though, man, is we're now seeing what's Quebec, B.C., and Alberta have all agreed to uh, allow the NHL to play games. I think Ontario is now the only holdout. Am I, am I not mistaken on that one? I thought they had come to agreements for all new no they're slowly trickling in quebec just agreed to it today so toronto and ottawa still might not have games huh well it's well or they have to play you know in quebec you know and do that type of stuff right so i can't see like look let's talk about the biggest outcry in canada right besides being locked down over a christmas new year's type of thing hockey right (laughs) so you want to keep them happy while people are locked down let them watch some hockey right those guys are getting tested. I, I don't think Canada's going to allow any people to watch the game, is what I'm assuming. I know the U.S. is going to, but I think Canada won't allow it. So as long as they're being tested, you know, and they're doing stuff safe again, I have no issues with this. What are your guys' uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with what you just said. I mean, as of right now, I'm pretty sure that basically Canada said, uh, you know, as long as there's no fans, we, they kind of, they're starting to slowly agree to having games. But these guys are being tested, I mean. The Sens are in camp right now, and I was just reading that Matt Murray, who uh, was away from camp yesterday because his wife just had their, their child. So he'd been getting tested. Obviously, he got tested at the hospital to make sure everything was good. And now he's coming back, and he's actually back in a quarantine before he can meet with the guys again. So, I mean, they're going above and beyond and really trying to make sure it's safe. So as long as you're not introducing anybody into their bubble, I don't really see what the you know what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you got to keep the people safe. And I think, uh, like I said, certain places do it better than others. There are certain states here in the United States that are super locked down in terms of allowing fans at games. And then there's other states you don't know how they're getting away with squeezing that many people into a 2,700-person arena. So we'll see where the cases occur. But speaking of hockey, as this is a hockey podcast and we love talking about our hockey fans inside hockey arenas, let's talk about Edmonton. You want to talk about the little World Junior thing going on, this little minor thing that... <laughs> Hockey yeah, something, something, tech. something has something's <laughs> happening in Edmonton. So. Yeah, so the so your prediction about the Finns taking out the Swedes came true. Yep. Um, and it was I, it was a tightly contested. Uh, like every single game was tight. There wasn't one where anybody just easily walked away with it. So they right, were and honestly. That's kind of what I was saying before the uh, on, on the most previous podcast when they, uh, the World Juniors podcast that we did is I called these games and I called exactly how I thought they'd go. Like the winners, but I also said there was no dead, you know, there was no easy team to beat in this tournament, in this round. 
And I think despite the fact that Germany, Sweden, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia fell, these games were tight. Mm-hmm. There was no easy game inside. That. So let's start with that Russia-Germany game. Any thoughts on Russia-Germany? Now, Russia ended up beating Germany 2-1, to one, but what do you all think about the outcome of Russia-Germany? Germany played a, a stingy game of hockey. I don't think... I think the Russians... I think the Russians in this tournament have been playing down levels, right? Playing to the level of their opponent. And if Germany can get it together to play a better team game, they'll be even more deadly. But the problem right now is you're seeing selfish one-way play, stupid penalties, you know, just really stupid penalties at times, and they don't need to be taken. But overall, really impressed by the German squad. I think they got the short end of the stick because the eight players being deemed ineligible to play after testing positive with COVID, you know, was yeah. a major, major shot to them. In this tournament, every like, every practice game, every minute counts to build towards it. So I think they probably would have been even a bigger handful for teams had they gotten together right off the get-go. What are your thoughts on that, Sebastian? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, I think, you know, especially on if you look at them like as a coach, these guys had two lines to start the tournament. Yeah, you get to practice with these guys. And I mean, you're putting in a system with those, whatever they had. I think it was like 13 guys or whatever it was. And then you're adding guys in and you're trying to teach them a system on the fly. And, you know, every, every team's kind of the same in this tournament, but at least they get to sit, at least they get to practice together as a core from the start. So by the time they get to these games, their kind of their systems are set. I think for Germany, they didn't really get a chance to do that. And also for Germany, if you look at the game, I know it's the old coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, you know, Stutzel hits a post and Eliash misses a wide open net that I have no idea how he missed. And that's a 3-2 game at that point. I know that would have changed the game, but I just think, you know, Germany could have had a full squad from the start. I don't know if they Russia would have beat them here. I think Germany could have taken this. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that. I think you can't count out the Germans moving forward in any of these tournaments. I mean, we are talking about the reigning silver medalists. Yes, it was different the last Olympics, but this team is growing. It's really, this is a team you can't discredit moving forward you can't underestimate the german team and i think uh like said on the last podcast russia i was calling russia to win this game and they did and it was it was tightly contested and we just keep seeing that repeat throughout the quarterfinals especially when you look at the finland sweden so if we want to talk about that my thoughts real quick on finland sweden is i did pick finland to win this game tightly contested game sweden stayed in there to fight but this game could have easily again gone to sweden but I know Sebastian and I were talking about the uh, the Swedish team before this podcast started. So, what are your thoughts about the team Sweden, Sebastian? Yeah, um, just this year they just didn't. They looked a little different. Like I honestly think, like we were saying, like I think Finland bullied Sweden this game, and Finland or uh, sorry, Sweden just didn't look like the team they usually do. Sweden always kind of steps on the ice, and they look like they've been playing together for years. And it's just this year, just there was a disconnect, I think, somewhere. And the fact that they just got kind of bullied all around the ice, I just, to me, Sweden just didn't look like Sweden. And I think Finland just did what they had to do, and they played tough hockey. They grinded it out, and that's how they got that win. What I think hampered Sweden a bit, though, was the easier competition to start a tournament before they hit the tougher teams. Because that's that was one tough division they were in. You know, U.S. and, you know, Russia both being in that same one. And then Czechs were in that one, too, as well, correct? You know, so that's nothing against the Czechs. The Czechs were a team that... I think that was part of it because when they ran into stiffer competition, they started to fall apart. They didn't have the flow. Like they looked so dominant in their first couple of games and then the stiffer competition hit and they just couldn't hold it together. Right. So, you know, so when watching that game against Finland, Finland, the Swedes came out really well. They started well, but then the Finns just took over the game and 
the Swedes never had a chance once that happened. The t- typical now, this is a new style of finished game, right? It's so stingy in the defensive end and then just counterattack with a lot of speed, a lot of forechecking and hitting. You watch, like, I don't know how many times I saw clips of the Swedish team just looking so frustrated on a whistle after the huge shots and checks they were taking. Kudos to the Finns who now, you know, if you were to ask me early on in the tournament, are they looking like they could push and possibly make a medal round? You know, to set out, it's going to be it's going to be tough. But after that performance, <laughs> they looked good. So yeah, they did. Yeah. What 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 do you guys think on that? What did you think of that matchup all the way? You know, all the way through. I mean, going into this, I honestly thought Sweden was going to take that for sure. Yeah. I mean, to me, like I said, I think it was a grind out game, and it was the that was the game I think we were we all expected. Yeah. And then what was that? Twenty nine seconds left to go in a game. And yeah. The, just under twenty nine seconds, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> and then that was one you didn't want to turn away from. You just knew no. something. And right there, again, was you could feel it starting to happen. You're like, there's going to be a goal. There's just too much pressure. And there wasn't enough pressure from the Swedes. Like, the way I thought Sweden was going to, if Sweden won, my exact sentiments were going to be they didn't earn it, but they got the victory, right? So it doesn't matter. The W is all that matters. But Finland earned that win. And it just didn't look like Sweden was together for that one at all. So, like I said, that you could just feel them swarming around that net. It's like something's going to happen here. And I felt bad for the Swedish goalie who was sprawled out. And you could tell he just couldn't get tight to the post, right? He was in that, like, armadillo position is what I like to call yeah. it. When you're just so stretched right out. And then you can't make – you just can't do anything to make the save. Like, as a goalie – you know, we've we've been there, right, Chris, where you're just stretched out, you're off balance, and you have no ability to push. So all you can do is just sort of flail a bit, and that's all you could do. And yep. great recognition by that Finnish player to notice that and go for that quick wrap, right? So to me, that was the most exciting game, you know, in the quarters. The other games were the other games were interesting, still close, but to me that one was that one was the best of all the games. I would say that uh, honestly, that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, the end of that Russia Germany game for me, I actually, I actually enjoyed Russia Germany more. I was looking forward more to Finland Sweden, and after that Russia Germany game, I was all hyped up for Finland Sweden. Honestly, both of those games were entertaining, and then moving in forward to the, the the later two games, those games weren't giveaways, man. Czech Republic really challenged Canada in this game. What did you guys think as Canadians? Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, I, it's, it was, like I said, it was 3 nothing, but the score doesn't really show how the game went. I think the Czechs really pushed Canada. You know, Canada got some good breaks. The first period there, I was I was on the edge of my seat. Czech really pushed Canada in the first period, and I think they're a scary team. They're going to be yeah. scary going forward. My biggest nerves came in towards the end of the game. That's when I was starting to get nervous because I knew all it would take is one goal just to, to shift some momentum. But I'm not shocked. Like, I don't expect expected Canada to win. I expected that type of game. The Czechs played played as good of a game as you could against that strong Canadian team, right? So, the, you know, the difference was in that game, the, the Czechs were able to hand Canada in, into their own zone, which was something that this was the first, you know, we really seen a lot of that, right, where Canada just couldn't get the puck out. But you could tell they have a lot of confidence in their goaltender who just played a really strong, strong game. He's not giving up a lot of rebounds. I think, you know, in order to beat Canada, what Russia has to do in this game is they have to fire pucks off the pads and play for rebounds. I don't think you're going to beat them a lot on clean shots through right now. He's just playing very good positional goaltending. So again, you know, I was nervous, but I was still pretty confident Canada was going to take that game. Just again, you know, this is what we expect in this quarters. 
you know, yeah. the quarters and then, it's, you know, it's, you know, now going into the semis. This is anybody's, after watching these games, I think it's anybody's gold medal to fight for right now. I don't think you can clearly say there's just one favorite that should just walk away from it, with, uh, walk away with the gold. No, and I, I'd have to agree with you. I think I, again, picked Canada to win this game, but the game was, I think, a little bit closer, maybe, I thought. But I, I knew these games would be tight. But I just didn't expect the game to still be as entertaining as it was, even though... Even when Canada was up 3 nothing, I'm just like, the Czechs have a chance. Things can turn. That kid who played for Carlton Place, man. Yeah. Getting a yet another shutout. And I think if people didn't know who he was before this tournament, they sure as hell do now. And I think that's one big thing they talked about during that game. Basically how they invited, what, five goalies to Team Canada's camp over the summer. And he wasn't our virtual camp over the summer. And he was not one of them. But since they had so much extra time because of COVID, they decided to go through tapes of different goalies. And he started to stand out. So they invited him. And look at him now. I mean... Carlton Place getting a shout out, I think, during that American game. The commentator mentioning how he always makes a stop at the Dairy Queen in Carlton Place before he heads off to his cottage in Ottawa. And my, I told my wife, I'm like, look at Carlton Place getting yet another shout out or shout out. She's like, that Dairy Queen's okay. She's, oh, what's the, what's the real, what's the other creamery there that she says no but you got to go to the other one yeah there's the there's the one that's here in the u.s that pairs up with cold stone should be well no there's like a local place yeah there's a local one i can't think of the name though oh it's a local one gotcha yeah it's like a local it's like a i don't know if she was walking by here soon i'd ask her but she's like no you got to go to this whatever creamery i guess it's got a big cow in front of it and her high school stole the cow once and put it in the middle of the field Nah, honestly, I'm not going to be able to think of it, but as soon as we get off this watch, I'll be the first oh, yeah. thing to think of. That's, that's yeah. how it always goes, right? There's, <laughs> this is how it always goes. Well, okay, so U.S.-Slovakia, again, another tight game. That goalie, man, for Slovakia, he had me worried. Okay, so the U.S. got up, and I think I shot a text over to you guys that if Slovakia would just calm down, because they kind of got upset a little bit at one point in the game, I said if, if Slovakia could calm down, they could try for this. And... Uh, <laughs> I was nervous as an American watching that game, and I'm like, okay, well, all right, we got Spencer Knight in that, but right now the Slovakian goalie, is that, uh, was it Lakotsk something? It starts with an L, but is he drafted? Is he, if he if he isn't drafted, if he's draft eligible, I think he's going to get some looks. No, I was thinking the same thing, too, when I was watching, and I, I couldn't find anything, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, sometimes they won't post it or whatever for certain players, but, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. If he's if he's not drafted, he's definitely going to be looked at by someone. Okay. I mean, he's he was, he's phenomenal. Uh, Sebastian, any did you stay up to watch the full game, or was it uh, too late in uh, Eastern Ontario time to uh, <laughs> to watch the full game? Oh, I pushed it right till the end of the second period, and then I just <laughs> I, I, the game was over to me in my mind, and I went right to bed. Yeah. So the uh, the the uh, the term was you were giving her up until the second period, and that was it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the one thing I like about being on Mountain Standard Time is sports is just better. It's it's so much better here on the in mountain time. The football and hockey, dude. Sports on the sports in mountain time is just the best. So well, I'll tell you when it sucks though is when it's NHL playoff hockey time normally, and it's hitting the change in time zone. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm stuck here. I'm in Arizona, so we don't shift. So it kills me because well, it used to because now I work from home. So if, if there's a game on. I can throw it up in the background and sort of I can't fully pay attention like I normally do, but it's nice that I'm not missing anything. But I just remember three and four years ago, just 
jumping on the freeway and just fucking stomping on the gas, trying to get home to catch the game, right? So today's games, we're going to go and pick who we think are going to come out on top. Yep, I'd say let's do it. Let's why not be ballsy? We have the podcast. Let's go ahead and voice it so we can criticize ourselves after fact. So <laughs> Canada, right. Russia, the four o'clock game that for anyone listening to this podcast is only actually about 30 minutes away from this podcast time right now. So yeah. this game starts in 30. But Canada, Russia, boys. All right, I'm going to let Canada choose what they think is going to happen to Canada, Russia. Well, Sebastian, you go for it first, man. All right, so the first thing is, and like I said, it came to mind as soon as we stopped talking about it, the ice cream place is called the Cheddar Stop with a big, big pink cow in front of it. Oh, there you go. Place there. But for the game, honestly, we were talking about it before, too, and like I said, I think I think Canada does take this game in two conditions. I think, one, they got to stay out of the box because Russia is scary on the power play. And two, Canada can't do that stand-around game they've kind of been having a few minutes of here and there. They're, they're kind of waiting for things to happen. Canada has to make things happen. I think, to me, the reason why they win this game, and me and the wife were kind of talking about this the other night watching, is Devin Levi. And I think people we were saying, you know, Devin hasn't quite had his Team Canada moment yet. Like, you think of the Fakali glove save and, you know, so many other goalies who have had that moment. But the thing is, you think Carter Hart, he didn't ever have that moment either because they're just so positioned. They're so good being in position. They don't need to have that moment. So I think to mm-hmm. me, he's just he's just so steady, Eddie, that I think that uh, he's going to have a solid game like he did the first time they played the Russians, and Canada's going to stay out of the box, and I think Canada wins this, but I think this is a tight one. Yeah, I'm picking Canada to come out on top. It's going to be a, you know, a pretty intense game. Where I think Canada beats them is, I, I like our mobile defense. That's the biggest draw for me. To I know it's going to sound funny, right? But we've got what I think are considered to be two pretty even goaltenders. They're both highly skilled. They both got Canada, Russia. Both have skill on their offense. Cousins is just playing some incredible hockey. But I think it's our mobile defense that are probably going to make the difference in this game. I'm uh, I'm predicting a 3-1 victory for Canada. I'm with you guys. I think Canada's going to pull this game out over Russia. Russia definitely is a team that during this tournament plays to the level of their opponent. So I think when they're playing a weaker team, they don't play as well. And when they're going to be faced off against a team like the U.S. or Canada, they're going to show up. They're going to show their game. It's going to be a tight one. Canada's so deep and so talented. And, and Levy... It's just Levi, sorry. It's just playing so good on top of his game. And like Sebastian was saying, he doesn't have to make spectacular saves because he's already there. The best goalies are the, I can't say, as a goalie, I love it. But for hockey fans, the best goalies are the most boring to watch because they don't make the wild, you know, windmill glove save or the stack pad diving across the crease. Because they're already there. That was kind of Ryan Miller's game when he was a Buffalo Saber. He never made massive, wild saves like Buffalo Sabres fans were used to with guys like Dominic Hasek. Because he was already there. And that's that's what Levi reminds me of. Is He's just got... He's there. So I just think Canada takes on Russia on this game. USA-Finland. I guess I'll start as I'm the American. Yep, give her man. Uh, Yep, I am going with the, the United States on this game. Finland is a strong team. I think this is, again, going to be a really tight game. And I really think Russia, Canada, U.S., Finland could go either way. But I think the U.S. will take down Finland. This will be a tight one. We can't discount the Finns. They've been playing a good tournament. USA, gentlemen. I'm going for the upset in this one, man. I think the Finns are just going to squeak by the U.S. in overtime. I'm thinking it's going to go that direction. I think the Finns now have a ton of confidence. It really, in my opinion, they really dominated that game versus Sweden towards the end, right? And they were pretty relentless. So 
the key to the U.S. beating them is going to be, you know, getting getting goals early and keeping up their attack. I just think it's going to be really tough to, to fight off this confidence-driven Finn team, especially after, you know, watching, not watching, like, because you, you're the one who brought it up to me, but you say, you know, saying that the U.S. kind of took their foot off the pedal and the Slovaks made a game of it, right? Yeah. So that's just where you got a team that's playing confident like Finland. I think the U.S. is going to run into roadblock, and I don't, like I said, this is a tough one for me to, to call on. I'm just going based on your opinion on the, how the Slovaks battle back in and then watching that Finn team. Like, that's a huge high they're coming off of, right? Relentless battling of two, you know, two periods just to take that game. That's my thoughts on it. What's, what's yours, Sebastian? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think they're going to have a ton of confidence coming into this. And, you know, they play they, they play a kind of game where, you know, they're going to try to counter on, on any mistakes that the U.S. makes. And I've seen, you know, some Aaron passes and all that. But I, I think, to me, I think what's going to put the U.S. over top is their speed. Watching the game, I think the the one player I think they had a hard time kind of keeping in check was Lucas Raymond uh, for the Swedes. And that's just because of his speed. And I just think U.S. has too many too many guys with wheels. And I just think that, uh, I think the U.S. is going to squeak by. Uh, but uh, I, I do think U.S. is going to take this one. All right, so I'm the lone hole out in the fins this time. Like you were last time there, Chris, buddy. So, <laughs> yeah. All so right, be, so do we want to be bold and, and pick the gold medal game? Not yet. <laughs> well, okay. I've already we've already picked the gold medal game. We I, have picked the gold medal game, so why not be bold and make your predictions right here? All right, who wants to go first? I mean, I Since, can take it. Okay, go for it. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be U.S. Canada, and uh, I think Canada wins in overtime. Based on my prediction, it's going to be Canada versus Finland, and Canada winning in regulation. All right. Well, based off my prediction, I have Canada, United States in this final. This going to be a tight one. Like I think overtime is almost a guaranteed between Canada and the United States. USA, baby, all the way. Spencer Knight <laughs> <Knife> brings it home. <laughs> all right. Well, it's going to be an interesting one, boys. All right. Well, yeah, we got 24 minutes of game time. So thank you all for tuning in. And again, thank you, Sebastian, for joining us on this episode. Yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. And uh, we'll have to do a wrap-up episode after the World Juniors occur so we can talk about how awesome it was to see the U.S. wins. That said, uh, thank you all again for listening in. This is Chris, Sebastian, and Steve at Pigeon Hockey, and we'll catch you next time.